Welcome to the Faith Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Pastor Carrick Butler II. We believe today's message will empower you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Here's today's message. Amen. I take eyes to see. I take ears to hear. I forgive everybody of everything. I receive supernatural debt cancellation. The Word of God that I'm about to receive will enable me and empower me to make Jesus famous in my everyday life. You may be seated. Open your Bibles with me to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Actually, start with verse 5. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. Joshua 1 verse 5. We looked at this passage a lot, especially in January and part of February. Let's look at it again. God tells Joshua, there shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong. Say, be strong. And of a good courage, for unto this people you shall divide for inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong. Say, strong. And very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn out from the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong. Say, be strong. And of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In order for Joshua to lead the people, to possess the promised land, to battle and win the battles in the promised land, to build in the promised land, he had to be strong. So tonight we're going to talk about the strong spirit. The strong spirit. Do you have a strong spirit? Because just because you're saved doesn't mean your spirit is strong. In order to possess what God has for you, in order to do the battles that you have to go through in life, in order to get what God has for you, in order to build on what you already have, you have to be strong. So I was looking for some definitions of strong. A few of them I found were having the power to move heavy weights or perform other physically demanding tasks. Now, the strength I'm talking about is not your physical strength. So I'm not saying, can you pick up 10 chairs? Can you carry them across the room? I'm not talking about that. But spiritually, how strong are you and what can you move? Do you get tired when a fly hits you? It says to be able to perform a specified action well and powerfully. Can you just, well, I did it or was it well? Was it have power with it? Is to be able to exhort great force and to be able to withstand great force or pressure. So it's not just the pressure you can push out, it's how much can you take. Because a lot of people get tired the first time Satan throws something. Like, oh, I can't handle this, Jesus. I just can't handle this. I thought if I get saved, it's going to be skipping through the flowers with Jesus. I didn't expect there's a devil that's going to try to attack me. Pastor Kay says it this way, a pastor of our Mississippi church. She says, sometimes a Christian life is how long can you hang? Let's go to Proverbs 24.10. How long can you hang? What can you withstand? Proverbs 24.10. 
It says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If the day of battle comes, the day of trouble comes, and you wimp out, you run away, you begin to whine and complain, you faint under the weight of it, the reason why is very simple. Your strength is small. It's not deep. You don't need a lot of people to psychoanalyze you. Your strength is small. So the solution is build your strength. Let's go back a few pages to Proverbs 18, verse 14. How strong is your spirit? A lot of times we focus on our natural body. We know how to make our natural body strong. Some of us know how to make our minds strong. But how strong is your spirit? Proverbs 18, 14. It says, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, sickness or disease. But a wounded spirit, who can bear? The Amplified Classic Edition says it this way. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? If you have a strong spirit, it can carry you through a time of sickness or disease. If your spirit is strong enough, it can outlast the sickness or disease. Now, notice that I talk about like a cold, you sneeze, oh, something's going on, my spirit beat it. No, it's talking about a serious thing that's causing you a lot of pain, a lot of issues. But it says if your spirit is strong, you can outlast that disease and you will sustain your physical body, which lets you know your spirit can put pressure and power to your physical body. How do I know that? Let's look at Jesus when he went back into his body, glorified with all the glory that there is. Where they talked about Jesus, he has the two holes in his hands. But besides that, you don't see any other disfiguration from the crucifixion besides what's in his side. What happened? The glory put it back together. And some people believe in the Shroud of Turin, and it talks about, you know, that's the face imprint of Jesus. Now, how would you even get an imprint like that? Think about a copier and how bright that is in the copier. The glory of God was so bright if this thing is what it says it is. It took the imprint of Jesus' face and copied it on the sheet. It was a spirit. Your spirit, what's in there, can affect your natural surroundings. So how strong is your spirit? So you might say, well, Pastor, I'm strong. Some of you say, Pastor, I'd like to say that, but uh, that's not the truth. So what are you supposed to do? Go to Psalm 84, verse 7. What should you do if your spirit's not strong? And what should you do if your spirit is strong? Psalm 84, verse 7. Psalm 84, verse 7. They go from strength to what? So what if I'm not strong? What are you supposed to do? Get stronger. Well, what if I am strong? Get stronger. Luke 180 talked about John the Baptist, and it says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert to the day of his showing unto Israel. Wax strong means to be empowered or strengthened. 
It talks about Jesus in Luke 2.40. It says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. So although you're at one level of strength, you're not supposed to stay there for the rest of your life. You're definitely not supposed to get weaker. You're supposed to go from strength to strength. Say, I go from strength to strength. Say, I'm not getting weaker. I'm getting stronger. Go to Ephesians 6.10. Ephesians 6.10. Being strong is not a luxury, it's a command. Christianity is not the belief system for the weak-minded or the weak, it's the one for the strong. Ephesians 6.10, Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Amplified Classic Edition says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with him, draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provides. So it's not just talking about willpower. Yes, you can do a lot of things with willpower, power in your soul, but I'm not talking about the power of your soul, I'm talking about the power that's in your spirit. And this power you're supposed to draw from God. Which means if you're not drawing strength from God, if you're not drawing power from God, you are weak and getting weaker. It says you're supposed to get it from your union with him. If you're in union, that means you are one. 1 Corinthians 6 talks about the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So the more you operate in union with him, the more strength you receive. The more you try to do things your way and be your own God, the less strength you have. The more you walk with him, or some of the old-time Pentecostals called greater union, the more strength you will receive. Go to John chapter 5. I mean, John chapter 15, verse 5. The message version says, part of Ephesians 6.10, God is strong and he wants you strong. John 15, verse 5, Amplified Classic Edition. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. The message version says, when you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. So if you're going to be strong, if you're going to have a strong spirit, you have to walk with God. You have to have a prayer life. You have to consult him to get the winning advantage. You have to talk with him throughout the day. It's not just enough Sunday and Wednesday. You have to have a relationship with him. You have to actually take time to be with him to learn his voice, to get to know his personality, to get to know his will, his desires. Because what you do when you do that, you're growing closer and closer and closer, and you can receive more strength. Go to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Verse 63. 
It is the spirit that quickens or makes alive or gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The words of Jesus, the word of God, contains life. There is power in the word. There is divine energy in the word. So go to Psalm 119, verse 11. There's divine energy, divine life, divine power in the word. Every word from God you read and receive, imagine like it is a capsule that has energy on the inside. Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. As I said on Sunday, that word hid means to treasure or to store up. So if you want to get stronger, you need to store up some word in your heart. You need to keep putting it in there. It's like, well, I'm not going through anything. I really don't need it. No, you keep storing up just in case you need it. It's like I heard someone tell a story that they were with the Boy Scouts or someplace, and they're going camping. And they're, someone was packing the backpack. And they said, why are you putting that in the backpack? I might need it. Why are you putting that... Bug repellent, I might need it. Why are you putting that first aid? I might need it. Why are you putting that snake stuff? I might need it. And you think, well, why is that backpack packed and overflowing? That's going to be so heavy to carry. The guy came back and said, I needed everything in that backpack except the snake stuff. You have to pack yourself with the word because you might need it. So you're not trying to scramble at the last minute. Oh, what's a scripture? What am I supposed to do? Wait a minute. I've already treasured the word in my heart. I've already stored it in my heart. So now all the Holy Ghost has to do is reach in and bring that out and tell you what to say. But in order to have that strength, you must take some time and put the word on the inside. That is something you need to do consistently. And there are times where you have extra time, you need to put extra word on the inside. So that your spirit is strong, that you can hang in there, that you can endure, and you can release some force on your own. It's not just holding back, it's also pushing back. Go to Romans 4.20. You know, Romans 10.17 tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you keep storing up faith in your heart. You keep reading the word, listening to the word. Faith is coming in your heart too. Notice what it says about Abraham in Romans 4.20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Notice faith can be measured. A lot of times we think spiritual substance can't be measured. Yes, they can. Faith can be measured. You look through the Gospels, Jesus said people had no faith. People had a little bit of faith. People had great faith. Now we see people can be strong in faith. And sometimes people are strong in faith in certain subjects. Their faith is built up for healing, but where prosperity is concerned, it ain't going to happen. Well, their faith is built up for prosperity, but to get an answer in wisdom ain't going to happen. And the thing is, it's not that you have to build your faith in a subject. Your faith has to be built in who Jesus is. So instead of building your faith in the subject of healing, build your faith in the subject, he is my healer. Instead of building your faith in prosperity, build your faith in he provides and he's more than enough. 
before you build your faith in, oh, I, had, I need to get an answer, I need to get wisdom. No, he's made unto me wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification. And if I ask him, he gives me an answer liberally and upright if not. Build your faith in who he is. Your faith has to be concerned in the many, the facets and the multitude of who God is. So the more you learn from him and the more you learn who he is, your faith can be strong. If your faith is weak in an area, it's basically you're saying, I don't know who God is in this area of my life. One of the things, what did Jesus say? The Holy Spirit was sent for. One of the things, he comes to convict people of sin. And what is the sin? That they don't know me. One of the basic roots of all sin is a disbelief of who Jesus is. So if you have to steal, you don't believe Jesus will provide for you. If you have to step out of love and get somebody back, you don't believe that God is the God who gives you recompense. At the root of every sin is you don't believe who Jesus really is. Your faith is not strong enough in that area. Your faith is not strong enough in who Jesus really is. 2 Timothy 2.1 says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Grace has at least 19 definitions in the New Testament alone. And notice you can be strong in it. So if you can be strong in it, you can be weak in it. So the grace that's in your life and on your life can be measured. And God wants you to be strong in that grace. Go to 1 Corinthians 14. So you should be strong and increase in strength in everything that God has put on the inside of you. Every fruit of the Spirit, every gifting, every anointing, every talent, every skill. Anything that God has put on the inside of you, you are to increase in strength. What did he say in the parable of the talents? The person who brought back more, he said, well done. The person who didn't use what he gave them, he said, you are wicked and you are lazy. Whatever God has put in you, he expects production. He wants you to grow it and he wants you to make it stronger. So let's talk about how to get stronger. We talked about putting the word in your heart. But 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says, For he that speaks in the unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God, for no man understands him. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he that prophesies speaks unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaks in the unknown tongue edifies or builds up himself, but he that prophesies edifies or builds up the church. If you take some time and you pray in the Holy Ghost, you will build yourself up. You will strengthen your spirit. It's not just supposed to be two minutes here or there. Yes, that's good when that's all you can fit in at some time, but you need to take some time and pray in the Holy Ghost. He's like, well, pastor, I don't know what I'm saying. Take it in faith when it's a mystery. What is a mystery? Divine secret, plan, and purpose. Pastor, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, you're praying out a language you don't understand. Take it by faith as a mystery. Why? The Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord, but what he reveals belongs to you and your children that you may do all that's written in his law. So secret things belong to him, but he's going to reveal some things to you. Then you remember what Jesus said in the Gospels, is given unto me to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Then you get over to 1 Corinthians 2 that says, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, has entered to the heart of man what he's prepared for those that love him. But the Spirit reveals those things. You keep reading, the Holy Spirit reveals those things in his own words. And what are some of his words? The tongues. Those are the mysteries. 
And he spends some time praying it out in the Holy Ghost, taking time praying in the Holy Ghost. He says, you know what? I take that answer by faith. Your mind has no idea what you said. That's 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Your understanding has no idea, but he says, I take it by faith. I take my answer by faith. Whatever I prayed out, I take that wisdom by faith. This is when I pray out, I get strength. I take that strength by faith. I take whatever I just prayed out by faith. It's mine. Oh, I thank you for it. I give you glory, honor, and praise. Your mind is going, I have no idea what's going on, but your spirit was strengthened. You prayed out wisdom. You prayed out your purpose. You prayed out power, and you take it by faith at that moment. That's how you have to pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't just mutter something like, oh, I got to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray it out in faith. Everything we do is in faith. And you do that consistently, your spirit will grow stronger, and then you'll run into situations, all of a sudden you know what to do. It's like, well, what was that? That was the interpretation of what you prayed out before. It's wisdom, it's power, it's strength. Go to Joel chapter 3, verse 10. Joel chapter 3, verse 10. Joel chapter 3, verse 10. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am weak. Let the weak say, I am tired. Let the weak say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let the weak say, I don't know how I'm going to hang on. Let the weak say, I am strong. If you want to be strong, if you want to increase in strength, you need to say, I am strong. Even when you feel weak, even when you feel like, I don't have enough strength to get out of the bed this morning. I am strong. I don't feel, I don't have enough strength to deal with these people at work today. I am strong. But if you keep saying you're weak, what strength you have, you will lose. Because now you're telling that strength to go away. He said, all this faith stuff doesn't work. No, it did. You can have what you say. So you said, I am weak, so you're weak. It works either way you work it. If you expect to walk in strength, your mouth has to be right. Go to Isaiah 35. Because while you're doing these things, saying I'm strong, while you're praying in the Holy Ghost, while you're depositing the Word in your heart, while you're growing closer to God, and you're doing things He tells you to do, it's like spiritual exercise. How many know if you want to get stronger in the natural, you have to work out? This is a spiritual workout. You should have your body strong, your mind should be strong, your emotions should be strong, and your spirit should be strong. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. The whole person should be strong. Isaiah 35, verse 3. Isaiah 35, verse 3. It says, strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are fearful heart, be strong, fear not, Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense, with reward. He will come and save you. So strengthen your weak areas. 
Whatever area you see is weak in your life, take some time, get before God, and find out how to strengthen that. Grow over the scriptures. See how that relates to who God is in your life and start confessing that. Start thanking God. Father, I thank you that you're having a trouble doing whatever this area is. Father, I thank you. You're the one who gives me self-control. Oh, you give on, you're on the inside of me. You've given me a spirit of self-control. You've given me a sound mind. You start looking at who Jesus is, and you grow and strengthen that area. So strengthen your weak areas. Strengthen your faith and in your resolve and that what God said is true and it's coming to pass. Strengthen your resolve and what God said about this year is coming to pass. That is a year of fullness, overflowing glory. It's a year of Holy Ghost and fire. You strengthen your resolve that what God said is true and everything he said is coming to pass. Because it's with strength you can lay hold to prophetic promises. If you're not strong, you'll grab it for a moment, you'll grab it for a month and you'll let it go. It takes strength to grab these things. Go to Psalm 90. Verse 9. Psalm 90, verse 9. For all our days are passed away in your wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength there be fourscore years. Yet is there strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. Now some people want to stand on this and promise. Oh, I believe God to live 70 or 80 years. That's not a promise. This psalm is a judgment. They are upset that they're limited at 70 to 80 years. This is the rebellious, disobedient generation in the wilderness. But in this verse, you see a key on how you make it from decade to decade. It said 70 years, or if by reason of what? 80 years. So even under judgment, they can live longer if they are strong. If you expect to make it from decade to decade, you have to be strong. So go to Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter 8. Verse 10. Then he said unto them, Go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. We are Americans. We have that down pat. And send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry for the joy of the Lord is your So if you expect to be strong, you have to maintain your joy and increase in joy and increase in rejoicing. You can't walk around sad all the time, mad all the time, depressed all the time. You will be weak. You have to stir up the joy on the inside of you. You have to make a decision. I'm going to smile. You have to make a decision. I'm going to be joyful. You have to make a decision. I am going to be happy. It starts as a decision. And then you have to back it up every single day. Go to 1 Corinthians 15, 58.
God wants you strong because he is strong. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. What did Paul say? Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be unmovable. The only way you can be unmovable is because you're strong. Have you ever seen football players on the gridiron pushing that back? Now, if you have enough weight against it, stronger than their energy, they can't push it back. So God is saying with life and the enemy and all of darkness pushing against you, don't let it move you. Be steadfast, committed, unmovable. Satan can't move you, but you can move him. Because it says resist the devil, he must flee from you. That means you moved him. He ran away. You get enough strength, he can't push you, and you can push back. And then you can be like those football players keep pushing forward and forward and forward till you take territory for the kingdom of God. But in order to take territory, you have to be strong. Like God told Joshua, be strong and be very courageous. He had to go take territory. You can't be weak and expand the kingdom of God. You can be weak and live in the kingdom of God, but you can't be weak and expand the kingdom of God. Some people are weak and they've been weak for decades. So they let the strong people take care of them. Yeah, they're going to heaven. They won't have much of a reward when they get there, but they're going in. They're relying on the strength of other believers. But the believers who take territory, the believers who believe God, the believers who increase in strength, the believers who do the will of God will have a reward waiting for them. What did Paul say? Your labor in God is not in vain. Why? Serving the Lord is going to pay off. Why? He is Jehovah Gimelu. He is the one who pays back. He is the one who rewards. He is the God of recompense. So be strong because your God has got your back. That's what you have to do. That's how you have to believe every day and do whatever the scripture says so that you can increase in strength. Not only do we have to grow up spiritually, we have to be strong spiritually. So we're not moved by any wind of way of doctrine, as Ephesians talks about. So many people get moved because some new teaching comes out. Well, does that teaching line up to the word of God? Because if it's from the word of God, it's not new. It may be a fresh way to present it, but it's already founded in biblical truth. But what happens is there's so many weak people, so many weak Christians, they're swayed by anything on Facebook, anything on social media, anything in life. If you're always swayed by everything you see on social media and everything that happens to you, you're not strong. You have to get strong. You have to increase in strength. Because when you do, not only can Satan not move you, you can move him. And as you move him, you can help other believers and encourage them to be strong. Stand to your feet. Say, I am strong. I am an overcomer. Greater is he who lives in me than he 
who is in the world. That means I'm greater. That means I'm stronger than anything I'll face in my life. I hide the word of God. I store the word of God in my heart. I receive its life. I receive its power. I receive its energy. And as I receive it, I receive faith. I grow in faith. I'm strong in faith. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So I rejoice always. I'm not depressed. I'm not sad. I'm not defeated. I'm filled with the joy of the Lord. I'm filled with the Spirit of God. So I'm increasing in strength. I'm going from strength to strength. I'm getting stronger every day. I am unmovable. I am steadfast. I'm abounding in the work of the Lord. Satan can't move me, but I move him. I'm pushing forward. I'm taking territory. I will possess my promised land. I've crossed my horizon. I'm winning these battles. And I'm building my purpose. I'm building my future in my promised land. Go ahead and rejoice before God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to Jesus. Come on, if you're filled with the Spirit, praise Him in other tongues. If you're filled with the Spirit, praise Him in other tongues. Build yourself up in the spirit right now by blessing them in other tongues. Oh, we bless you, Father. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. Oh, we're increasing in strength. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Glory to Jesus forevermore. All glory, honor, and power be to you forevermore. Riches and honor, wisdom, and power be unto our God forevermore and unto the Lamb that sits upon the throne. Be all glory, honor, and power. Oh, we bless you. We're so grateful for your strength, that you want us to be strong, and that you empower us. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You have to say things like that every day. You saw your faith rose when you said it. 
You got to say it every day so you can increase in strength, not just in church, but every day. You increase in strength. Stuff can go on. You can say, well, I'm tired. It's been a long day, but no, I increase in strength. One of my staff came up to me. I think it was my event on Sunday. I think I just finished preaching one, getting ready to go uh, to another. It says, you okay, Pastor? Yeah, I increase in strength. I'm going from strength to strength. Well, how strong are you going to be if I got to do eight in a week? And I'm going from strength to strength to strength. More than enough. Stronger to do whatever God has called me to do. Strength to strength to strength. Amen. Glory to your name, Jesus. Blessed be your name. We love you. And we're so grateful. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your encouragement tonight, sir. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us. Thank you for your mercy and your compassion. Thank you for opening our eyes and opening our ears and opening our heart to receive from you. Now help us do these things. Help us live it. The word produces in our heart 30, 60, and 100 fold, and even a thousand times. Glory to your name forever. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We never want to close a broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. So if you've never asked him into your heart, you've never made him your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me today and mean it from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died for me, but on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live this Christian life. If you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, we believe you've been born again. We ask that you email us at info at FCCGA.com. That's FCCGA.com to let us know about the decision you've made for Christ today. Have an amazing day.